Scaffoam North America specializes in scaffold sales and rental. For over 40 years, Scaffoam has developed its global footprint with physical locations in 15 countries. However, as a group, we haven't lost our family-owned roots. Serving North America with locations in Canada and the USA, we strive to offer our clients the highest caliber of products with the most professional and efficient staff. Products typically include scaffolding and heavy-duty shoring systems. Our scaffold design team and engineering group are even able to make custom solutions for customers when they're in need of a specific product that no one else provides. We are industrially focused with large infrastructure projects, including but not limited to towers, facades, bird cages, spheres, suspended scaffolds, refineries, dams, power stations, bridges, water towers or standpipes, water digesters, hoardings, stair towers, and rolling scaffolds. If you would like to learn more about Scaffoam International, please see scaffoam-rux.com. Welcome to the Sailor Jimmy Podcast, your one-stop shop for raw takes on current events, sports, news, and everything in between. Inspiring people to chase their dreams, share their success stories, and find joy in life. Season 1 is presented by Scaffoam North America. Now, here's your captain at the helm, U.S. Navy veteran, Jimmy Rogers. Well, after two years of talking about it and Lindsay and I discussing starting this podcast, we're finally here, everybody. Welcome into the first episode of the Sailor Jimmy podcast. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited. A lot of people have been asking me lately, why? Why are you doing this podcast? And the real reason is, I think that you guys deserve to hear what I have to say about sports, politics, everything going on in the world. I think you guys deserve to hear what I have to say about that. So that's why I'm starting this podcast, so you guys can hear my thoughts on everything going on in the world. No, I'm just kidding. Honestly, I just want to have some fun. That's really what I want to do. I want to. I think you can't have enough fun in life. And we'll see where this goes, but I just want to have fun with it. Maybe along the way, we can inspire some people, help them find joy in life, and just have a good time with it. So, without further ado, I want to welcome to the show my co-host for today, Caitlin Warren. Hello. Thanks, Jimmy, for having me. Thanks for being here. I also have our first guest here today. You might know him from social media, Facebook. I don't really don't know how to introduce Only this fans. guy. Only fans. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, also running for governor of Texas, my good friend, Chad Prather. Chad, welcome to the show. I like it that you are the captain at the helm. You I like love that? that. I like that. I like how all these podcasts advertise themselves as a one-stop shop, right? Everything's a one-stop shop. What does that but even I, mean? Well, but I believe that your podcast, Sailor Jimmy, will be a one-stop shop. <laughs> People, you're like the H-E-B of podcasts. You're a super center. No, but seriously, there's no theme to this podcast. It's anything goes. Good. So we're not going to have like it's all sports or it's all about veterans. We're going to do interviews. We're going to have anybody and everybody on. We're just going to have fun. So there's no. I love it. It's a good format. I miss being able to just have fun on a show. Now I just do things that piss me off. Well, talking about it, it's, it's a new thing for me. So I'm settling in. You've been doing this for a long time. You know, what's your thoughts and your advice on I don't have any. I look. You obviously know where you're going on this thing. All right. Actually, I don't. I I just <laughs> just, just my started. biggest thing <laughs> is just make sure that you keep it in your brand, right? Okay. Like the biggest thing, the claim to success that I've had over the years is people have always said you're genuine. Like you are who you are, right. and I can't change that. I'm not going to try to change that. So, I think that's what appeals to people. And 
you know how to do that. That's a good thing. You've built brands, obviously. Right. So but this is new for me. So like I've been on stage, I've spoken in front of people, but this is a new setting. So it's gonna take some time to get used to. Yeah, you're gonna work but, it uh, out. I'm not like a news anchor. Like I'm not used to interviewing. Yeah, people. Anyways, hey, it'll, but it'll if you happen. ever, if you ever, so, but if you ever listen to say Joe Rogan, right? right. Let's think of popular podcast. Of course, love I'm a show. terrible interviewer. First of all, I'm a terrible interviewer because I talk over people and I want to just have a <laughs> big conversation. Rogan, what makes him so good is he doesn't really interject a whole lot of right. stuff. Small statements every now and then, but he basically says, so what do you think about that? Yeah. Then he lets them run in their mouth and then that's where they get all the good content. Yeah. And then everybody's like, we hate yeah. Joe Rogan. Yeah. He's an anti this or that. Yeah. It's like, no, he just brings people on and give their opinion. You see, I don't really think he has much of a theme to his podcast either. It's Not just a, a bit. It's what it's kind of like. Anything, right? They get high and talk for three hours. Exactly. <laughs> Basically it. We're not high, problem, by the way, right? for the record. We're not high. But we are drinking scotch. We're not drinking scotch. Yeah. We're, we're sophisticated. We're going to drink some of this unforgotten beer. Let me tell you how walk. sophisticated we are. We still have the price tags on the bottom of the glass. Oh, <laughs> let's, let's look how at much that. Were they? Mine's not on there, so I am sophisticated. <laughs> it's, a, it's a barcode. <laughs> All right, so... Pretty one, soon we'll all have barcodes. One thing I want Very to true. do. Very true. Did you get your COVID shot? <laughs> no. I'm completely unvaccinated. I'm pure-blooded. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get my vasectomy reversed because I think oh. that I think that pure-blood sperm is going to be the new crypto. Are you hearing this? He's getting it reversed. Are you okay with this? Yeah, she's, on, she's 100% okay with it. How do you yeah. reverse it? How do you reverse that? They have to take the, some staples out. Well, so, Instead of so, sniffing, it, they just painful. glue it back they the other it, way. They, you know, <laughs> that's what I think, right? They kind of oh, they say, just reconnect it and glue it, tie it? So whenever I got my vasectomy, which has been quite some time ago, at least 10 years. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. <laughs> After five kids, it was time. I said, look, I don't want to just be snipped and clipped. I want to be barbed wired, landmined. I don't want anything get through there. <laughs> right. like, I, I want them to have to do. We got to make you, sure they're not mine. <laughs> no, no. I'm just thinking at some point in time, if you can sell pure blood sperm on the black market, are you saying that it's like your sperm's worth something? Yeah, because I'm unvaccinated. No. Governor of soon. Texas. I thought it was because sperm. of how talented you are. <laughs> no. How skilled you are at everything. Nobody <laughs> wants nobody wants this uh, genetic makeup. Oh <laughs> uh, but shit. That's better than some others. <laughs> so a lot of people talk you could to have that. Like Bernie Sanders DNA. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. A lot of people oh, do talk home. that um, you know, getting the COVID vaccine actually reduces the chance of you having children. So it's interesting that you yeah. bring that up because yeah, I mean it could be yeah. something that could be sold for tons of money. Pure Ladies, blooded, baby. we're that's going why. on auction soon. So. <laughs> that's, that's why I haven't got it because I haven't had kids yet. So, Jimmy and just Chad, kidding. just for the record, we have pure sperm in this room. So. Yeah. I mean, mine's <laughs> blocked off. I mean, yeah. I'm 34 and I haven't had a kid yet. I, I may be shooting blanks. I don't know. Yeah. I need to get a test. Are you trying to have a kid? Lindsay Ooh. keeps talking about wanting to have kids. I just never did pull the trigger yet. All right. But okay. I'm having too much fun in life. I get to do what I want. I have to find a babysitter. Yeah, there's a lot. You get a kid, everything changes. Yeah, I think I got made so, fun of for that last night. I yeah, have two. She couldn't so. stay and hang out last night because she had to I go couldn't. home and be a mom. I had to go home and babysit, Boy. you know, my own <laughs> kids. Those kids are a drag, man. <laughs> no, I do. I have five kids. I got four biological kids. They're, we were talking earlier before we started. I'm pretty proud of those kids. They're older now. Yeah. Got, my son is ranked seventh in the nation in mathematics for the wow. last five wow. years. So that's awesome. That's some pretty good sperm. I hate math. That's great sperm right there. Math, are we was, listening? math was my yeah. worst <laughs> We don't have to find the Asians now. We can just go to Chad. He's well, good he does at look math. like he looks like our old mailman Ping. So I don't know. He you may were, not be. You mine. were saying that your daughter's a teacher now. Yeah. Does that make you feel old? Yeah. I still send her money twice a month just because I want to still feel like I'm her dad. <laughs> right. Okay. So when you stop sending money. And then she's yeah. an adult. That's like when I married Lindsay. Her dad. They cut me off completely. Like, <laughs> really? They were. They were 
giving her money and stuff. And like, then we got married. He's like, she's right. yours now, buddy. He's like, you're on your own, man. Like, here you go. Take care of her. No yeah. more, if anything, but talk about cutting the apron strings. Yeah. Anyways, we've done well. I want to do something fun with you yeah. guys here. I'll let you ask. We'll do this with Chad. I brought some rapid questions. Uh oh. Rapid fire questions for you, Chad. This is always scary. All right. You ready? Don't be dodging answers either. I tell the truth. All right. We've already talked about my sperm. What can I be hiding? <laughs> what was your first job? First job. Well, my father and my whole family, they were in construction. So they made me work. Right. Right. So I was the kid on six year old with a broom in his hand on the construction site. Yeah. I remember when I met you the first time or one of the first videos I saw, I don't know if you told me it was in person or I saw it in a video before you had your first video go viral. Yeah. You were working in corporate America. Yeah. Doing something. I don't know what that was, but you kind of. I was with Granger, which was a Fortune 300 company. I mean, it's a $12 billion a year company. And that was my first foray into the corporate world. I'd never, as an adult, I've always been an entrepreneur. Right. And I kind of went, I'd gone through a divorce and I just was experiencing some burnout. And mm-hmm. so I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go be like the rest of the world. Instead right. of busting my ass to make it on my own, I'm just going to be like the rest of the world, go get a paycheck. Mm-hmm. That lasted four years. I right. hated my life. So when you left that job and said, I'm going to do my own thing, did you have any like safety blanket or you just said, I'm going to go do this. And as far as now, what I'm doing, like when no, I stepped like, but, out of that or yeah, when I when went you into corporate. out of that, was that like, well, you, I, some- you know, I tell the story about when I stepped out of corporate America because I was killing it. I'm a right. sales guy, right? So I, it was a sales job with a Fortune 300 company. I was killing it. Right. I destroyed it. Right. But uh, you had to go to work every morning. I had to go. Right. I mean, you know, yeah. I covered a big territory. Right. I can't imagine. So I was selling, for those of you who don't know, this right. will be interesting in a moment. Granger sells. MRO, maintenance, repair, and operations supplies. So everything that keeps a facility up and running from the light bulbs to the filters to the screws to the personal protection stuff, the PPE stuff. We hear about that now with the masks and the gloves. Of course. I can't imagine how well some of those salespeople did when COVID hit. And suddenly the masks, there was a mad rush on masks. Well, they use a lot of that stuff in the military too. Yeah, they do. And so Granger has their military accounts Mm -hmm. that they call on. They call that government sales. Sure. And so they, they do all that stuff. But yeah, so for me, I did four years in the corporate world and I just said, nope, not going to do this anymore. That's not who I am. Right. It's not true to me. I'm an right. entrepreneur. And so I said at the time, I said, I'm just going to go make a living being myself. Yeah. And somebody at the time said, well, what's the street value on your personality? <laughs> and I said, well, we're going to go find out. Yeah, I've done it before, right. so I'm going to do it again. So with all the stresses that are out there, I wouldn't change a single thing. Yeah. About I bitch a lot. Yeah, it doesn't change anything. It just feels good to bitch sometimes. I feel, yes, like, it I, does. I feel like that's one of the reasons this podcast can be so great for me because I can come on here and just Was, I, I just let it off, get it off my out. chest and so, bitch and complain. You mentioned you know? running for governor, and I have been for the last year. You know, the last eighteen months. But significantly for the last year, and people say, well, he's just an internet sensation, or yeah. I get introduced right. that way. Internet right. personality, which is a 21st century way of saying you're unemployed, but you're yeah. popular. <laughs> and so they forget the fact that I'm an entrepreneur. They forget that I've built successful businesses. You know, I'm a small business man. We still kill it in, in a lot of different ways. Not just anybody can go out there and have an entertainment business and be right. successful at it. Of right. course. But we've been able to do that. And I just remind people. I say, with all of this stuff that's going on, people want to belittle what you do, right? right? So I say, I get to run my mouth for a living. It's very therapeutic. It's not always profitable, but it does feel good to be able to to run your mouth for a living. It's better than paying a therapist. And so people belittle what this is. We are taking advantage of something that other generations didn't have access Mm -hmm. to. So 
I used to look at social media, Facebook, and I I can remember back in 2008, 2009 going, there's a way to make a living with this, right. but I don't know how yet, but I'm going to figure it out because it fascinates me. And so for me, social media became a big sociological experiment. How do people, yeah. you know, what triggers them, what makes them mad, what makes them push a button, click like, what makes them spend their money, what gets people going? And so for me, I just always knew there was a way to take the tools that were available and build a career out right. of it, build a life out of it. So there's something to be said for that. Because if it were easy, everybody, everybody could would do be, it. Everybody would have a million followers. Everybody could yeah. do it. Yeah. Right. So I just started, last week I started a new Facebook page. Mm -hmm. People are like, God, you got nine already. Why do you need another one? <laughs> Every Facebook page I own has a purpose, right? Yeah. So we started Chad Prather Unapologetic. And has a specific purpose on it. And I've grown it to 70,000 right. followers in the yeah. last 10 days. Wow. Not everybody can do that. No. Is that Not everybody of, knows how to do that. Is that because of the other, yeah. does the other platforms help you? Like I haven't shared it a single time. Okay. I just know so how to grow So this is all organically. Yeah. I know how to grow right, Let's talk after the show. I Absolutely. need more followers. I know. And, and I'll show you how to do it. It's a very simple thing. <laughs> I hope thing. bringing you on the show, you know. It's a very <laughs> simple thing. Um, and we can monetize this. I just yeah. want y'all to know. 100%. Yeah. There's a way to make money. And so people sit back and they're like, God, he doesn't do anything for a living. And I'm like, except stand in line Don't at the bank oh, to cash man. checks. Yeah. I mean, I just sat in my truck before I walked in here and deposited a $5,000 yeah. check. I mean, that don't you love just fall people, out of the sky. Don't you love when people say, must be nice? Yeah, yeah. must be nice. Or, it's like, oh, no, must. Here's a better one, Jimmy. Here's one I've heard my entire life. You have too much time on your hands. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. To do what? To create? <laughs> to create something that's yeah. going to bring me money? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's wealth generation, right? And so people, people don't understand. And I always come back. and say, yeah, I got too much time on my hands. I can right. go stand in line at the bank to make deposits. And that's not braggadocious. It's not an arrogant thing. It's just that's what entrepreneurs I know, people, do. People, people say that, though. It's so annoying because it's like they think you're being arrogant or you're not yeah. doing anything. You're just out running the roads, having fun, doing comedy. They don't know <laughs> behind the scenes like the time and effort you put into your craft. I, and, had a, I crashed my truck yesterday yeah. or somebody crashed into me. It's always uh, a miserable <laughs> I'm like, And it's like trying to get up and down the road. Yeah. There's a lot of things that happen in life is the point while you're right. running and gunning. But there's an old story about the board of directors for IBM way back in the day. They were taken on a tour of one of the headquarter facilities or whatever, and they were taking all these board members through and, and showing them some executive offices and stuff like that. And that one of the board members happened to look in, and they saw this guy with his feet up on the desk, and he just kind of had his hands behind his head, and he was kind of kicked back in his office chair. And they walked on, and the board member walked up to the guy who was giving them the one of the head dudes, and he goes, uh, that guy in there, he's not working. Yeah. What's he doing? And they said, well, that guy, he made the company over a billion dollars last year with one idea. Yeah. Wow. So he's working. Yeah. Trust me. He can yeah. put his feet up. Yeah, he's, he's he in there. He's that. in there thinking. Yeah. So one idea last year made the company a billion dollars. But people don't, they don't think about yeah. things like that. My grandmother used to say, I can remember sometimes I'd go help out. Like I, I remember one time we were putting a new foundation on a new part of a building for the church I attended, right? And I was out there digging the foundation one day. My grandmother, she walks past because she's a member of the church. She's going in there to do something. And she goes, now you see how the rest yeah. of the world works. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> then why why aren't all the ditch diggers out here millionaires? Right. They're, you, not, you they're know, not. You know what, Chad? I've been in that. Like I'll wrap a care package at Boots for Trips now. Yeah. Every now and then. I, won't, I don't do it a lot. <laughs> I, don't do, I don't do it a lot anymore. But somebody will catch me wrapping a box and they'll be like, oh, I got to get a picture of this. Look yeah. at him. This guy is actually working today. He's actually doing a box. I'm like, do you know who like invented this fucking box? Like, <laughs> you know who like started this box like seven years ago? Where like, the idea was birthed. Do you, know, <laughs> do you know why these boxes? Yeah. Exist? Do you know why we have sponsors from Cavenders and Planet Ford and Mavis? 
I want to be so mean, but a lot of because my volunteers Because you're not working stuff, hard enough. Yeah, and you got to be careful <laughs> and, with those people. And you but, do yeah. have people that they're well-meaning. They don't know what else to say. Right. But yeah, the richest people on the planet, they're the ones, their right. ideas. Right. Yeah. Their ideas. Let's hit them with some rapid. It's supposed to be one or two word responses. We kind of dove off there, but go ahead. Yeah. Let's get some fun ones in here. Coffee or tea? Coffee. 100%. Okay. If you could have an unlimited supply of one thing, what would it be? Money's the easy thing to say, right? Health. I you would know. definitely go with health. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'll tell you this. I, and here's my He's argument. Like, no, I want to feel like shit. Here's my <laughs> argument there. Magic Johnson got AIDS a long time ago, and that dude's still kicking. <laughs> but so he that had tells, the money. So you're that right. tells me money yeah. kept him healthy, exactly. right? So if you're going to get AIDS, get the Magic Johnson kind. Yeah, because if you got money, you'll be healthy. <laughs> <laughs> get the Magic Johnson kind of AIDS. Like, that's why I'm not taking virus information from Fauci. I'm taking it from Magic Johnson. Yeah, what's right? his secret? That dude knows how to survive with he a virus. He should start his own. 100%. Yeah, his own shot. I right? gave that joke to Jesse Payton a year ago. He uses that on stage now about taking virus advice. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to oh, do it I've heard Magic him. Johnson. I've heard him. I've yeah. heard him say that. That's yeah, a good one. I gave him that joke. I hate so, the Lakers anyways. Uh, name a person who inspires you, Chad. Gosh, people who inspire me. The, the, people who, the people who inspire me or the person who inspires me is unknown, yeah. right? So I have a mentor, Wade Trimmer, I'll give him a shout out, who was a pastor, uh, he, 50 years in the ministry. He and I used to travel all over the world. So when people hear me talk about my experience in third world countries for 15 years, it was always with him yeah. most of the time. So I was inspired. And then the guy that inspired him, so he was kind of like a spiritual grandfather to me. So this is multi-generations. I can remember being with those guys in the Philippines. Right. And we've got to ride in the back of a truck, like the bed of a truck. And these guys are older. Sure. And we're like, hey, man, you okay? You okay? Yeah. You, you riding okay? He's like, <laughs> Yo, you sure this is okay? He's like, it's just another way to spend a day. Yeah. So that's always been my philosophy. People hear me say that yeah. all the time. It's just another way to spend a day. Yeah. So no matter how bad things are going. Put that on a T-shirt. Yeah. If, if, don't but you have, have, have the backstory on I mean, it. Don't you yeah. have a t-shirt company? <laughs> I do have a t-shirt company. Yeah. That's all you do, man, is make t-shirts. That's all I do. Jesus, He's just lazy. a t-shirt salesman. He's only running for office to got, sell more t-shirts. He's got rich off t-shirts. He doesn't yeah. do anything. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of running for office, so you're running for governor of Texas. Yeah. Tonight, I'm hosting a fundraising dinner for you. Thank you for super, that, by the way. Super excited. We've got a good crowd coming. Some people have already called me today about the questions they want to ask you. So I'm ready for tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. But why? Why run for governor? People think it's a joke and they do, yeah. it's a publicity stunt, but uh, tell them why. Somebody's got to step up and get government out of our life. Right. All right. Government overreach is insane. Amen. So people think that Texas is immune to that, but it's not. Texas has a problem. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, spending in the last seven years in the state of Texas on the part of the government's increased by 19%. And I'm going to put a number to that in a minute. But our growth population wise has only been 5.4%. So, what that number should tell people if they're paying attention is Texas is about to be exactly like California, right. mm -hmm. where our spending is expanding beyond our growth. So we can't keep up with that. So that 19% equals out to $48 billion in extra spending under the current governor. So what that tells me is government's growing, right? On September 1st, we woke up to 666 new laws in our life. That's mm -hmm. an interesting And the most people don't even know that that's happening. No. Of course. Yeah. So nobody went to bed on August 30th thinking, man, 660? I, hope I, I hope there's 600 new laws wow. in my life tomorrow. But there are. So we do that and, and we're just say, oh, well, politics is something that those guys do sometimes. Most people don't know that the legislature <laughs> in Texas meets every two years. 
They don't know that we have to have a balanced budget constitutionally. They don't know that those people are down there making fun of them right. in Austin. They don't know about the government overreach. They think that those shutdowns that happened last year with the quarantines and the mandates and deeming people in their businesses non-essential was right. just something that should have happened. No, it's a constitutional violation. Right. If you keep letting the government do that and you relinquish your freedom, you got to fight to get it back because they don't give it back to you. Of Once they take it, it's the same as your money. They're not mm-hmm. going to give you a refund. Say, oh, you know, we didn't spend all this money this year. Let's give it back to the people of Texas. They don't do that. Well, they used to, so well, generous when I was of our serving, government. Yeah, when I was serving in the military, the CEO used to say, hey, we got to spend this money. Got to spend it. If we don't, the federal government's not going to give this command the right. same amount of money next year. They're going to cut us back if we only spent this much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I give – and in a nutshell, the biggest budget item on the budget every two years is something called operational fund transfers. We spend $124 billion every two years on operational fund transfers. No one knows what that is. Nobody knows, but I'll tell you what it is. You have all these committees and all these state agencies, and they all have their budgets. All right. So if this one runs out of money, that one over there is going to make sure that operationally they're going to transfer those funds over so that they make sure that that keeps on going and it makes sure it gets spent. So that way, the next two years, when they do the balanced budget again, they get that same money. They can ask for more. So that's that's what I mean. It's constantly governmental overreach. So last year or year before last, July 2020, I was in South Dakota and my phone goes off and Greg Abbott was deeming 51% businesses, which is those- I remember. They rely on alcohol sales. 51% of their business is alcohol sales. So that's your live music venues, that's your your bars, bars, it's your entertainment. Shut those down. Deemed them non-essential. Churches were shut down. Gyms were shut down. I don't want to go to the gym, but constitutionally, if I right. sign a contract with the gym, the contract can't be deemed null and void by the government. That's, right. a, constitu- that's a constitutional violation. Right. Yeah. So when that happened, I jumped on Twitter and I announced, I said, I'm going to run for governor in 2022, primary Greg Abbott. All right. So it blew up. Mm-hmm. A lot of people thought it was going to be a joke, a popularity contest, a get rich idea, which I don't know how that works. But if anything, I've quite honestly lost or I failed to make at right. least a million dollars in the last year. Yeah, it's running for running. governor. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's cost you personally. At least a million yeah. dollars yeah. in right. the last year. Right. Just money that I was not able to go get by the very fact that I'm running for governor. Right. Okay. And there was nothing out there, for those who asked the next question, there was nothing out there that replaced that. Well, like tonight, either. Saturday night, you're doing a campaign fundraiser for your campaign instead of doing a show on stage somewhere. Exactly. Making fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 or exactly. whatever you make. So. Yeah, it makes yeah, sense. So, and and I, I haven't been doing shows. Right. We've been doing about one a month. Right. And I do that because I have people who work for me, and they like to work. And they, people, they and, didn't run, they're not running for office. And that's another thing people forget, that you've got other people that rely on you yeah. to be on stage making money so that they can right. live. So, so you know? you know, and then I canceled two shows for March, which were in California, because right. the vaccine requirements and passports. Just sell more T-shirts. And, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> the venues came up with it, the city of Redding and the city of Modesto, California. They came up in the last couple of weeks. They said, we're requiring vaccine passports if you're going to go to a place that seats more than 500 people. Stupid. So I said, hey, you know my policy. I'm not you're not going to do a bit show there. Not right. going to go. Yeah, I saw and your So post. we canceled. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's roughly, I don't know, 40 grand. And you know what? That's people like Party Foul Steve who can't go to work now. Right. Guess who's going to pay him? Me. You. Out of my pocket. You know why? Because I'm a generous God. Right. So. <laughs> uh, let's ask Steve and now. Like, like King Xerxes in, in the movie 300, I'm a generous God. Uh, no, no well, I, you had to stand for something. And this is why you're running for governor. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am a benevolent dictator. So, Texas, um, we will have a very good man in lead if you vote for him. So, I'm a non-politician. I have no political career aspirations. 
And the other thing is these guys that are spending millions of dollars to campaign, millions upon millions of dollars to campaign. And by the way, that's everybody but me. I just think that if they're going to go out there and throw your money away that you donate to them, Mm -hmm. they're going to do the same thing if you put them in office. They're going to take money that's not theirs and they're going to mishandle it. So I have a small government passion. But again, people don't like that. They don't okay, like so if you don't win, are you going to stay involved in politics? Maybe run again in the future? I don't, I'm not going to make any claims about running again, yeah. but I will never look away from state politics in right. Texas. So that means if I never do another live, quote, show ever sure. again, that's one thing. I may never do it, but I will always be actively involved in state politics in Texas. Because you're just not going to commit to running again. We've got to hold their feet to the fire. Yeah. And listen, I mean, look, if I lived in your area right now, and I was not running for governor. In Montgomery County? I probably would have stepped up and ran against Dan Crenshaw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Because he's lost his freaking mind. A, he's taking a, a lot of heat right now. And, and Dan, I you know, Dan, I used to yeah. consider Dan a friend. Yeah. We've done a lot of things together over the years. Do you years. think he's kind of just fallen into that like, establishment? Like, he's lost his freaking mind, dude. I got to fit in with everybody like else. It, in you know, DC. because what he ran for, and I think what we all voted for him for, was completely different man. Yeah. So Completely different. Yeah. Hey, listen, Dan and I have sat there drinking whiskey together. We've gotten drunk. I mean, Dan likes to go out without the eye patch on. He puts in the <laughs> fake eye. And so he's got his seal trident right there. And every now and then when we're drinking, it would kind of get off center. And yeah. I almost want to poke it like- to get it over. So look, it was kind of freaking me out, that black marble eyeball. He's like, and, what are you uh, looking at? <laughs> like, Bro, I don't know where to look. But um, And you know what? Dan's always been a dude who could handle that. He's a good humor guy, right? right? Dan's well, a, he's a Navy he's a, SEAL, a man. dude, right? He's just a good hang. I've done stuff with Dan over the years, and I'm like, who put their arm around Dan Crenshaw and led him down the path of destruction? Because it just doesn't make any sense right now. <laughs> That's politics. And they were, we were discussing speakers for the gala this year, and they're like, what about Dan Crenshaw? I'm like, we can't right now. Like, no, dude. It's, again, I'll just I'll delve into it. You can tell me to shut up if you want, because, I mean, this is local politics. But Morgan Luttrell, of course, yeah. is running for Kevin Brady's. Right. Old seat, right? There's like 12 people running for yeah, that shut seat. shut up, Morgan. I'm kidding. And, 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 and but my thing about that is- Morgan's a like, good friend. But I know he is. He's yeah. a friend of mine. Yeah. But we told Morgan, we're like, dude, you're going to have to separate yourself from yeah. Dan a little bit. Right. And I get that's your buddy. Yeah. But you got to separate yourself from Dan. That's this probably super difficult. But yeah, if you want to be successful, I think so. And I get that he's fought consistently for that friendship. And I have too. Yeah. I've taken a lot of heat. But like, Dan, I think Dan can recover. He's just going to have to change his mindset and- He's going to have to speak out. You can always. Unless you, what he's doing is fundamental to who he, he is. Now. Yeah. And that's but I just, scary. I guess that's what I don't, we don't, I don't know. I don't want right? to believe that right now. Of course. I don't like believing it, yeah. but unfortunately, I'm, I'm believing it. Are you? I am. So I guess what I'm hearing here is that if you become governor, that's not going to happen. You're going to stay to your authentic <laughs> self because, yeah. I mean, I'm a fan of yours. I watch your shows. I I love your crassness. I love your authenticity. I mean, you are true to yourself and your own brand. Well, the thing that sets me apart from other candidates, the thing that sets me apart from the other candidates is there is a long, very public track record of things I've stood for. Mm -hmm. It's unchanging. Like I'm the same person as far as my convictions eight years ago when I things started going public for me in the way they have to this day. I don't say anything any different. So to back that up, I love being politically incorrect. And I don't believe that you can solve a complex problem unless you are politically incorrect. Well, you look can't at, you okay. can't pander Don- to the woke mob and make a difference. Donald Trump was very successful not being politically correct. Quite yeah. honestly, you're right. Yeah, you're right, quite honestly. And that's um, I don't know if you know this or I, I feel not. Like you're kind of like running yes. for governor as like he was running that? for president. 
Yeah. Like, you don't give a shit what you I say. don't give a shit. Here's the thing. And so people, people, say, people like that, though. Well, people say, well, he can't get along with the left. I don't want to get along with the left. The progressive yeah. left, they've lost their minds. They're, right. they're confused with gender pronouns and identity issues. And they're worried about men being on women's sports teams. I don't want to get along with that. That's, Do you think that's right? No. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the dude on the girls' swimming team in Pennsylvania is walking around with his Pecker hanging out in the locker room. There's that word pecker. And, and I told like, you on his show, he's talking about if he was he governor said, of Texas. Yeah, exactly. So that's the <laughs> that word pecker. Pecker. I like that word. But that's the whole thing. I miss classical liberals. Yeah. JFK classical liberals, people who believed in responsibility instead of this welfare state. So I don't get along with that. I don't get along with the stimulus check mindset of I'm gonna let the government take care of things. I drove from Canton, Texas, down to Corpus Christi, Texas on Wednesday. That's a long drive. And not a single mile of that was smooth, right? Those roads are crap, bro. And why do we continue to let government mediocrity be the standard for which we allow the state to be run? For as much money as we spend, we should have nicer roads. A hundred percent. But you know what we should do? is It's like that dependence on the government is what I'm trying to say. I can't get along with that. Right. Why aren't we incentivizing the private sector? Believe it or not, we all like to drive our cars. There are people out there who are better than the government at making the earth flat for us to be able to drive on it, right? But we don't do that. We rely on government mediocrity. Look at the Postal Service. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. They lost 52 packages of mine. A couple of weeks ago, in one shipment, there was fifty-two packages. Is it me or every time? Is it me or like when you go to the post office, they're like rude. Always. Like people hate working there. Like, oh, it's like that's why it's, it's like if you don't like coastal, your Jimmy. Yeah, it's like if you don't like your job, then go work somewhere else. Like it's I, a coin term. You chose to work here. But I'm coming days, in. Listen, I just like we're delivering bought. packages to the troops, and they're like getting mags. We're bringing in like fifty packages. I went to Lids. Don't want to do their job. Money. I went and bought this hat a little while ago at Lids in the mall. That bitch wasn't happy about her job either. I, like nobody's happy about working. Anymore. Well, then do something different. Dude, I had to I, ask: Are you an actual <laughs> Astros fan? I'm a Hell Texas no, he fan. likes the Rangers. Okay, okay. I do like the Rangers, but God, he's just suck. in Houston tonight, so he's wearing. He's yeah. And the crowd. we did go to the World Series, so you know, <laughs> we cheated. It's yeah. easy to be. A I'm a baseball fan. fan. At the end of the day, nice. I, I'm, I'm just a baseball fan. Um, is baseball in your background? Yeah, I went to Georgia to play baseball. I, yeah. I actually I turned out two scholarships to Clemson, and numerous scholarships overall, and I, I walked on at Georgia to play. I went to Georgia because of a girl. By the time she got there, we weren't even together anymore. Shocker. <laughs> yeah. She had another year left in high school. I took off. I went to Georgia thinking she was going to get there. I didn't even talk to that girl by the time I got there. So you tried to walk on the baseball team? Oh, I did. I successfully walked on. What uh, position? It, it, I was a catcher. So, yeah. Off. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. You're, you're from the Navy. You understand. <laughs> Completely. Uh, yeah. Completely. 60 Love. sailors. Love my Marines. 60, <laughs> 60 sailors go down on that sub and 30 couples come off. Oh, man. So dude. I'm the only catcher. You've been out to sea for 45 days. Table, so. <laughs> hey, it gets a little desperate. Like Bill you know? Cosby said, either we're screwing or I'm screwing. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Oh, I don't wow. know if I can tell. Bill I don't know if I'm allowed to laugh at office. this right now, but I am. <laughs> no, you're pro. You know, you're part of that Me Too movement. We know it. You yeah. can't be laughing at that. Hey, stuff. listen, and, and to all the woke mob out there that wants to come after me for even making jokes like that, let me tell you something. You're defending a dude's right to walk around with his franks and beans hanging out in the girls' locker room. So shut the f up. Oh, Put man. that in your pink pussy hat and smoke it. Oh my, oh my gosh, <laughs> Boots for Troops is going to lose half its donor base in the first episode of Save Jim. I don't. I don't, I don't <laughs> think anybody donating to Boots for Troops. Is wearing a vagina hat. 
I, I still think I still think having a foreskin rally would work. <laughs> if we're gonna have these foreskin conversations, rally. let's be politically correct, uh, anatomy correct. It's vulva. Thank oh, you. It a vulva? It's, it's a, a vulva, vulva hat. hat. No, no. I've never been so turned Chad on a Prather podcast. Do that. <laughs> yeah, Chad Prather doesn't do vulvas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember what we were talking about? Never-ending oh supplies God. of <laughs> we should, vulvas. What is Back a vulva? That question. Yeah. What is a vulva? That is what you, you think is it. a vagina. Huh? That is what you think a vagina is. This that's, is true anatomy over here. I am a. Okay. It's the most glorious. Can you put them in a care package? <laughs> Can you put it in one of them boxes? They are called <laughs> fleshlights. Yes, yeah. we probably okay. could, Jimmy. Have you ever had a dude? Have you ever had a deployed? The soldier asked for a flashlight in your one of your boxes. A flashlight? Flesh. No. They know better. A pocket vulva. Yeah. That would be I mean you could Lindsay, probably, Lindsay be at the store shopping. You could probably send it. The cart. Man, that'd be great. Should I get a black one or a pink one? Yeah. Oh, well, a great American challenge. Get them both. Get them um, both. Anyway, so do you think vote Don- for me, Braither2022.com. <laughs> I'm not the governor you need. I'm the governor you want. Let's face it. It's true. No, I listen. Are you? Are you? I got a question for you. Yeah. Do you think Donald Trump's going to run in 2024? 100%. Do you think he's I just buying he time right now or what? No, he's planning to run. His ego will not let him not run. Yeah. I wish he wasn't. He wants so bad to like come back and win because he lost. <laughs> I wish he wasn't. I would much rather see somebody like a Ron DeSantis do it because, again, Trump's demeanor doesn't bother me. Yeah. Like he's a great comedian. In that regard, his timing is impeccable. I mean, just go to one of his rallies. I mean, he's phenomenal in that stuff. And people, they get upset. You know, they're, oh, he's a, you know, no, just people are so small minded, not being able to separate the two things, right? That doesn't bother me. Obviously, with the conversation we just had, those <laughs> things don't bother me. Right, right. right. But the thing about Trump is, I don't want to spend another four years with a man trying to just prove that he was right yeah. for the sake of his ego. Right. Conservative principles. Regardless of who's enacting them, conservative principles will cause the nation to be successful. We've seen that over and over again. Look, we're sitting here with 8% inflation. Everything's through the roof. It's a joke. COVID's not under control, whatever their standard is for that anymore. I don't even pay attention to it, but it's not under control. Donald Trump passed five bipartisan bills when he was president for COVID relief packages. Joe Biden hadn't even been able to do that. Well, Joe Biden's... He, and that's all he don't even know he's president. Somebody has to tell him every morning that he's president. Yeah. I mean, he, he yeah, can't even, the news can't even make a forgetting he's president. Good morning, Joe. Don't forget you're president of the United States. <laughs> well, he keeps calling Kamala Harris the president, President Harris. Yeah. He's done it a half a dozen times in press yeah, conferences, yeah. referred to as President Harris. It's a lot easier to let her do it. Just you know? let her. Well, she's I'm not done a lot lie, of things. I, I miss Donnie T. I miss Donnie T, too. I mean, it's just so fun to watch. Just put him back on Twitter. for. I, I just want to see some debates. Yeah. like I I'll, really think he's a great businessman. So, yeah. I mean, honestly. Well, here we go. Well, here, here I can't wait man. to see a decade from now what he's it actually did for our economy. I mean, maybe an ego thing, yeah. but I would like I, to see what it did. Yeah. And you're right. I encourage. So, he, obviously, he owns Mar-a-Lago. People need to go back and just the history of how he came to own Mar-a-Lago mm-hmm. is amazing because they didn't want to sell it to him. Right. It was a historic site, but it was falling apart. And so he was like, okay, I'll come in and buy it. And they were like, no, we're not going to sell it to you. So his deal was he went and was going to buy the property next door to Mar-a-Lago. And he was just going to just <laughs> overshadow yeah. the whole place, yeah. right? And they were like, ah, crap. I guess we have to sell it to him. Yeah. So that's the Donald Trump way, though. That's the, exactly. That, you read Bully Art ball. of the Business Bully way, ball. Right I mean, read Art yeah. of the Deal. Yeah. Here's a white... Anglo-Saxon mm-hmm. Protestant. Here's a wasp right. who can go into New York City. He's not Jewish. 
He's not Italian. He's not mafia. He's not any of those things. He can go in there in the New York City and do what he accomplished is amazing. And then as a billionaire, appeal to the toothless people out there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like redneck America. My people. Exactly. My people. As a billionaire. They come out with their... Go to that they Trump rally. That Go to the Trump rally yeah. this weekend and yeah. look at the people that are out there. Those are blue collar, oh, hardworking yeah. yep. people. Pull yep. yourself up by your bootstraps. Still got grease on their shirt from yesterday. They love working em. under the car, and they're out there. They're people that have been camped yeah. out there since Monday. Yeah. Did you drive by? No. I don't think I've seen a bigger following actually of a president. It's pretty oh, no. crazy. Yeah. No, because it's, it's, he changed it's, politics forever. He, he did. Yeah, I mean, Obama brought that in a lot as well. I think we started to see that with like social media growing at that time, right? right? Because that's you dated back when social media was really getting big. Mm-hmm. But I think Trump brought that difference too. For I mean, sure. you have people 100%. that are really for him, right? And let's take it back to his roots. He's actually Democratic. Right. Oh, always. Yeah, so, 100%. I mean, he ran for Republican because he was running against a Democratic Hillary Clinton. Well, he's, he's You've like, never seen anything like this. Before. Quite honestly, I didn't know. You've never seen a following or a movement like this before. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it, it's crazy fantastic that you could really be something your entire life and fund something for your entire life yeah. and then go to a completely different political stance and then people actually voted you in. Yeah. So you I bring mean, up a great point, though, because, first of all, social media started really booming well, there was MySpace, but I'm talking about like Facebook and yeah. all that. Really around 2006, 2007, that's yep. when Facebook came on the scene and bam, it started growing. And that was the end of the George W. era. But then Obama was your first real social media president, right? Of right? And then, of course, Trump came on. So politics overall right. has changed. But you're right. He's like the rest of us. He's socially liberal. Like, I don't care who sleeps with who. Yeah. That's your business. You go do your thing. Yeah. Just don't try to cram it down my throat. All right? right. I don't, whatever. You want to be treated as equal? I don't care what your deal is, whether it's sexuality, gender. I don't care. You want to be treated as equal? Stop individualizing yourself and right. cramming it down everybody's throat. Go be equal. Yeah. So we're all socially liberal, but we're fiscally conservative, right? As I said earlier, I don't want big government overreach. I don't want all these new laws in my right. life. I don't want Regulations. Stuff. Yeah, more and more regulations. Yeah. Do you know how hard it is in the state of Texas just to cut hair? Huh. Oh, of course. I mean, to get all the licensing and the regulations. And I mean, maybe you're great at doing hair, but terrible at filling out applications, right? right? And so people but there are, are people with great, with great ideals and want to open businesses, but they don't even know where to... How to open the business. They don't even know where to start. Yeah. They're so afraid of doing something wrong with the government or the IRS that they're like, screw this. I'm not doing it because they're terrified. Yeah. Welcome to my world. Welcome to my world. So I won't say names or business, but there's a business right here in Montgomery County. And he was telling me they're franchised around Texas and other states, a few other states. But he was like, I have to deal with 23 different tax entities just to run this business. I mean, that's stupid. The IRS is a criminal organization. Taxation is theft. And then we're ranked sixth (laughs) in the nation for property taxes. The most immoral tax of all is property tax. And that's something you're going to reduce if you become Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. It's your property. You should own your – you don't ever own your property. Yeah, why are 65-year-olds no and, and why are you veterans pay still paying? You have to own mineral rights, no, and that's you, something you, that a lot of people don't even understand. Mineral rights plays huge into that. Huge. Right. And people don't understand that. Exactly. They don't have a clue but about But you pay it. off your house, you still don't own it. No. Oh, well, of course. you have you to pay property HOAs taxes every year. If you don't well. pay it, they take your house. I talked to someone the other day, and she's got a nice house, $800,000 house, okay? Yeah. But she paid it off. She pays as much now in property taxes as she was paying in mortgage. Of course. It's insane. Yeah. 
And then and why are sixty? Why are retirees and sixty-five year olds? Why are they paying property taxes? Why are veterans paying property taxes? Why is there like twelve different well, it classifications? Is let's let's give the government well, some credit. It, 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 That's it, a joke, but then there's people. like then there's like ten different classifications of how disabled you may be right. in order to get. I mean, like you've got to be really like, fucked up. Like, 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 I'm just missing a finger, right? <laughs> a got, transmission fell out of a Jeep in Kansas while I was working on it, and I was in the what army. What kind of discount does that get? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're going to get maybe I should get like 15 percent. Maybe if with my pecker got cut off, I'd get something. Right? I love the pecker. I love the pecker references. Pecker and somebody said, no, "I want to." I can't say pecker references. Well, it was look, uh, two shows ago, I think, for you, Chad. You said something about if you were governor of Texas and if boys raped people, that you'd cut their peckers off. They put them in a the wood chipper. Yeah. Uh, I, I, so I think we should go back. I don't believe in the word bully. I don't believe in it. There's no such thing as bullies. They're just assholes. Yeah. Okay. And so I don't care. People, so people are just calling things bullying now. No, it's just life. That's just a political statement. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, my kid's being bullied. Make your kid tougher. Yeah. Well, then right? bully back. You know, I mean. No, don't do that. Kick his ass. Yeah. But, but here's the Stand thing. up for yourself. We need to bring back public shaming. Nobody wants to be ashamed of anything yeah. anymore. Right. right. Nobody has a conscience anymore because there's no shame anymore. So put them in the stocks. I mean, hang Make them. them stand in front of the courthouse with a sign that says, "Yeah, I raped yeah. a little girl." Yeah, hang them. We all watched GOT, right? Game of Thrones no, here. I'm like, did. let's yeah. do what happens here, I mean, right? Like, shame, shame, make you walk through the town naked. Shame like, does an incredible shame. job of deterring people from doing dumb things. Right here in Texas, it seems each year the weather's becoming more and more extreme. Heating, air conditioning, and refrigeration maintenance, repair and replacement can no longer be left to your run-of-the-mill contractor. In today's world, you need a company that can provide not only top-notch services, but also provide excellent customer service and is reliable, honest, and professional. Well, folks, we're here to tell you, Texas Refrigeration and AC Services, better known as TX Racks, is the company you've been looking for. Texas-born, Texas-owned, with 30-plus years of experience, TX Racks offers a full range of services for residential and commercial heating, cooling, and refrigeration. If you're looking for the best of the best to handle your preventative maintenance, which will keep your equipment operating efficiently and prevent unnecessary breakdowns, if you're looking for a company that is well-trained in indoor air quality to keep your family and employees healthy and happy, if you're looking for a company with integrity, reliability, and great customer service, look no further. TX Racks has you covered. They offer a full range of air conditioning, heating, and refrigeration services using the most up-to-date technology and training with a mobile app to keep you informed about the arrival of your technician and the expert knowledge and experience to evaluate the quality of air you're breathing, along with always providing a live professional to take your call. TX Racks keeps Texas homes and businesses warm in the winter, cool in the summer, and keeps all of us covered with the best warranties in the business. Always on time, always dependable. Call TX Racks for all your cooling, heating, and air quality needs. TX Racks is your go-to in Texas. Always ready to rack up on satisfied customers. Call TX Racks today. Right. It does. But when it comes to like this Jelaine Maxwell thing that's going on, she's going to supposedly name eight John Does. Well, there's a thousand more than that. Let's get the names out there and put them all in a wood chipper. Right. Bottom line, you forfeited your right to live in right. civil society. Right. You're raping children. You're out. Yeah. You're done. Bullet to the back of the head, however you want to do it, you're out. Well, I'll guarantee you it would stop a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, let's just say if you got caught selling crack and the punishment was. Who said? Who said something? Who talked? And the punishment was like, you die. 
If you get yeah. caught selling crack, you get the death penalty. Yeah. Like you think in people Dubai. still sell crack? There, <laughs> there are countries around the world where if you do get caught selling anything, you do die. Death yeah, is, they, they'll cut your hand off. Or you they'll know, cut your hand go to, off. Go but they Thailand. will do it right then and there. Exactly. Yeah, they'll cane you. There's punishment to those yeah. things. Now, and then you mix that with the overbearing of the judicial tyranny that we see, like decriminalize this nonsense like marijuana, marijuana and all right. this kind of stuff. I mean, you know, you got guys in prison because they sold some marijuana at some point in time and they're like, this is just That's dumb. ridiculous. This is the kind of thing. That's how messed up the balance of the judicial system in America is, right? Right. But the, We're letting Jelaine Maxwell. It's all, but it's all about money. And that oh, can you ha- can you spend a ten thousand dollars on your attorney? Okay, then you'll get a better deal. Well, it goes uh, because back the, the attorneys that have it goes back to Magic Johnson and AIDS. Well, the attorneys course, fishing with the money. with the DA and the prosecutor, and they're cutting deals. It's all about the money. It's right. not about justice. Right. That's I've why seen I, it. I've seen it too. That's why even with family courts in the state of Texas, you if get you're ju- broke, get, you're you're screwed. Like even with family courts, get the judges out. Unless yeah. there's a criminal situation that's going on that a judge needs yeah. to step into. When it comes to family law and all that kind of stuff, get judges out of it. Get counselors, get therapists, get the mediation, mediators right. in there because dads are getting screwed all mm-hmm. over the state of Texas, right? That's why I believe in equal parenting. Start from a premise of equal parenting and right. go from there, not just automatically everything goes to mom. But it happens in every area of the judicial. That's why I keep saying we're under all these tyrannies now. We've just let them go, right? So you've got, we know government tyranny, both on the federal and the state level. You've got educational tyranny, you've got judicial tyranny, you've got corporate tyranny, you've got medical tyranny. We're seeing that happen. You're seeing taxation tyranny that's right. happening. All these different things. And our necks kind of get sore from having all those boots on it. And we're not going to do anything about mm-hmm. it. So at the end of the day, that's one of the reasons I stepped up and said, screw it. I got the platform. I don't mind. I got the thick skin. Right. I'm just going to call things as they are. Well, well we're excited to see what happens. We um, could talk for days about it because I think to play devil's advocate, there's a lot of people that have ran for office and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. They yeah. get in and they fall into that swamp and then they change. Right. So you've never been in office before. Right. You don't know if you were to win, who's going to persuade you? What kind of people are going to come at you to get you to change? Like, So what is your dollar amount? <laughs> yeah. No. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think you'll stay true to who you are. And here's why I will. Here's why I will. So as I was saying earlier, you need to hang the rapists or whatever. Accountability is a huge thing. You have to build accountability. The reason these elites and all these folks get away with everything is because there's no accountability. So what my proposal is, is the same people who influence me now, the same people who are in my ear, they're not money people or anything else. They're idea people. I would take those same men and women dozen to two dozen people with me to Austin, Texas, and they would be absolute head rollers. Right. One, you're going to insulate me from the garbage. But two, we're going to carry this out and we're going to truly get government out of our lives. Right. Okay. What does that look like? You start cutting spending, you start cutting state agencies. I mean, there's some nonsense that goes on in the name of government. Right. And it's just got to go away. But you got to have those right people around you to keep you on track. Because if you don't, guess what? That swamp, it'll suck yeah. you right in. And that's one thing that I thought Donald Trump was successful at was he did keep a lot of promises that he campaigned on. Yeah. But and, the problem is, and, and you see it happening with Trump now, like his advisors suck yeah, yeah. right now. Like he has a policy of endorsing any incumbent Republican. That's just his carte blanche policy. Right. That's why I endorsed Abbott. That's why I endorsed Mitt Romney for crying out loud. Why? Because it's a political game. He wants to get reelected. He knows statistically the incumbent's going to keep the seat and they, he needs their support. He can say he was part of why they re- got reelected or won. That's true. Right. And then in, he's taking the statistical bet and he needs their support come 24. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Well, it's been fun, guys. Real quick before we- You uh, should do this all the time. Yeah. You should do this like once a week. Yeah, I'm going definitely. to. I'm it gonna, was very therapeutic. So this is the first episode, but we're going to drop an episode once a week. 
starting in the last week of February, we'll drop the first episode and then we'll do uh, one episode a week. After four episodes, we'll close out season one and then we'll start on season two. Collect but, that money, baby. Yeah, man. We're bank. This is very therapeutic. You know, when you get busy in life, sometimes just sitting down and not thinking about work and everything you got going on, just having a good conversation with friends and it's great. It is. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It is it's fantastic. I am a big sports fan, though. A lot of people probably know that about me. And I had a question for you before we end this. Just recently, this last week, Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds were kept out of the Hall of Fame. I think they're done. They can't be on the ballot again. Right. So what do you think about that? Do you think Clemens and Bonds should have been let in? or? Well, they cheated. I know you're a baseball fan. They cheated. I mean, it, I mean, if that's the standard, if Pete Rose is not in, yeah, that's a travesty right, right. there. Right. If Pete Rose is not in the Hall of Fame. The dude right now is at the Mirage in Las Vegas signing autographs. That's how Pete Rose makes a living. But, dude, come on. Seriously? Are they going to keep everybody that cheats out? Are you going to keep Altuve out? Are you going to keep Correa out? Are you going to keep all the Astros players that cheated? Um, we'll see. I, look, now, my philosophy, what they're doing, I, I'm not defending because right. my philosophy is I say let them all cheat. Right? Well, they all were cheating. Like, they all they, cheated. In that era, like they Will were all Clark. cheating. It's like Will Clark said about Altuve and, and the Astros when he was like, they got caught. Yeah. But everybody was cheating. taking steroids in that time. Of course they were. I mean, I could go do steroids tonight or for the next three months and try to throw a baseball. I could never throw you a baseball throw as good as Clemens. Of course. You can never, it, just because you do steroids does not make you a great baseball yeah. pitcher. Yeah. I mean, so Bonds could hit it. Maybe a five. catcher, but not a pitcher, right? <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> Bonds, uh, this guy loves you know, Bonds could hit it, you know, four, 485 yeah. instead yeah. of 405. But you still have to be able to hit the baseball. Yeah, of course. Which, by the way, hitting a baseball, a round bat and a round ball is statistically the hardest thing to do in for sports. Sure. For sure. Because of such small contact being made between two you round objects. You think it's objects. harder than golf? Yeah, because you have two round well, objects how fast making the contact. Coming? And both things are moving. So yeah. you have a very minuscule point of contact. So it's statistically the hardest thing to do in sports. But yeah, I think they should be let in. But I also think that they should let them do whatever they want to do in the league. Right. You want to juice up? Juice up. Yeah. Move the fences back I to agree. 515. For sure. Just juice up. Hey, it goes up. back to, hey, you're right. You can do whatever you want to your body. Take the yeah. vaccine, not take the vaccine. You want to do steroids? Do steroids. Right. I let like, these this is America. This is America. Fo- Freedom. Football game. Let gargantuans crush their skulls. <laughs> you want to smash a trash do. can? If you find a way to get, <laughs> hey, if you can figure out a way without the other team knowing to get an advantage, didn't your Lily coaches always tell you to do that? Yeah. You ain't cheating. Bob, you ain't trying. Bob Lilly told me over dinner a couple of years ago. <laughs> Bob Lilly from the Cowboys. He said these players in the NFL are weak. Yeah. He said they're weak. That's why they're always injured because they only go quarter speed at practice. Right. He said, you know what they need to do. You want to make them tough? You want to make the game good again? Take the face masks Ooh. off. He said, let them go back to playing the way we play. Game, honestly, that would be yeah. mm. He said, take the face masks off. He said, you'll eliminate everything. In football? Yeah. That's why he used to play. Yeah. They used I mean, to have that he, one he, bar around the fence. Bob Lilly <laughs> played with leather yeah. mats on their head. That's when it was, that's when it was real football. <laughs> I mean, he's yeah. 85 years old now, yeah. right? But my point being, you want to do this. I mean, look, in the age when they were talking about the balls being juiced. No, the players were juiced. When you got a second baseman. You got Jeff Bagwell, who's hitting a ball 415 feet consistently. Everybody was on the yeah, juice, yeah. man. Right. Everybody was, was on the juice. I guarantee you over half, more than 50%. Yeah. Probably oh, yeah. closer to 90, 80, Dude, 90%. Of look, at, look at Barry Bonds' rookie high card. High school kids were juicing. Like, look at Sammy Sosa's rookie card. Yeah. 
I mean, suddenly he, his head, his head yeah. grew. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's all HGH. Yeah. His head was like that ficus it was tree. So big. <laughs> I wish we could pull it up right now because it is. It, it, I remember so, Mark McGuire just smashing home runs yeah. out of the stadium. Yeah. It's like, geez. And I know, guys. Hitting like 70 home runs in a season. Yeah. Now they hit yeah. like, what's the home run leader, like 40? Yeah. So nobody, no one. I didn't know if Roger Maris's record would ever yeah. fall, right? 61 home runs in a season. And then those guys were mashing it. Right. Barry Bonds hit 72 in a season. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. And think about how many times he was intentionally walked. Yeah. I mean, if you put it anywhere around the plate, the yeah. dude was crushing it. It looked pretty, though. Looked Jimmy, great. I guess before we close out, do yeah. you think they should have made it What into the Hall of Fame? I do. I do. I just think that. So here's a conclusion. I don't think doing steroids me. makes you. A great baseball Here's player. Here's the thing. It makes Hall, you stronger, but. Hall of Fame. Right. Or were they famous for yeah. what they did? Yes, 100%. For sure. They should be in the Hall of I Fame. I think that's what it was that's, made that, for, like, right? Roger Clemens was one of the greatest pitchers in the history of the sport. Yeah. No question about it. Barry yeah. Bonds was one of the greatest players. He sucked as an outfielder, but he was a great hitter. Right. He had no arm. I have a stronger arm right now than Barry Bonds right. in his prime. <laughs> I want to uh, see this. I want to see. <laughs> yeah, you'd see my arm go further than the ball. But yeah, Hall of Fame. Right. Yeah. Not Hall of Rule Keepers. I take that back. They right. still have a chance to get in if the Veterans Committee votes them in. It's a very small outside chance. But I actually knew that they weren't getting in years and years ago. I had dinner with the granddaughter of the founder of the Hall of Fame in New York City one night. And I sat right next to her. We had a conversation about the steroid era. And she flat out told me years ago that they were never getting in. Yeah. And another thing on that topic, I think the wrong people are voting. Why didn't we take this to Vegas? Why didn't we bet on this know. stuff? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Insider that's true. knowledge. But I think the wrong people are voting, but that's, I probably should have bet on it. That's usually but the case in all things. Come on, right? Why, you got writers that have never even <laughs> held a bat in the batter's box that are voting if people get into, I mean, yeah. I right. think it should be other Hall of Famers. It's like voting. critics telling yeah, you what book definitely. or what exactly. It should be your peers. Music is good, right? For sure. Yeah. This was fun. Well, anyways, it was fun. We didn't drink um, that beer, but whatever. Oh, we do. We're going to drink it after the show's over. We do over. need to try this. Yeah. We'll give a shout out real quick to Paradigm Brewery in, out of Tomball, Texas. This unforgotten beer, every case that they sell, they're donating a portion of the proceeds to uh, Boots for Troops. So awesome. It's kind of a military-themed, military-support-themed beer. They sell to HEB, Kroger's. So if, if you're in HEB or Kroger's, grab a six-pack. You'll see their big display with the Boots for Troops logo. So shout out to Paradigm. Don't shop at and, Kroger's. Uh, we have a <laughs> Lindsay and I have backs. friends. <laughs> Lindsay and I have a group of friends that work at Kroger's, and they're like Kroger Life, and we say we shop at H E B. Anyways, thank you all for being here. Thank you, Chad, for Thanks, coming buddy. out and supporting me on my first episode. Prather2022.com. No, it's Beto22.com. You can go to Beto22.com. Beto Beto but it just redirects you. <laughs> so so it gets confusing. So it's Prather2022.com or Beto22.com. Still comes to me. I told one of my friends that the other day. I was like, dude, you can go to Beto22.com. And I was like, it goes to chat. And he goes, no, it's not. He like literally Googled it right there on the spot. I was like, I told you. Oh, I totally <laughs> just made a joke. I didn't realize that it really went to you. It really goes yeah. to me, yeah. Oh, well, great. We, okay. we trolled a few different candidates. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys. Had fun. And we will see everybody on the next episode of the Sailor Jimmy Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sailor Jimmy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information or to connect with Jimmy, check us out on the web at SailorJimmy.com, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash SailorJimmyTX, on Instagram at SailorJimmyTX, and on TikTok at SailorJimmy. We'll see you next time. Here in Texas, it seems each year the weather's becoming more and more extreme. 
heating, air conditioning, and refrigeration maintenance, repair and replacement can no longer be left to your run-of-the-mill contractor. In today's world, you need a company that can provide not only top-notch services, but also provide excellent customer service and is reliable, honest, and professional. Well, folks, we're here to tell you, Texas Refrigeration and AC Services, better known as TX Racks, is the company you've been looking for. Texas born, Texas owned, with 30 plus years of experience, TX Racks offers a full range of services for residential and commercial heating, cooling, and refrigeration. If you're looking for the best of the best to handle your preventative maintenance, which will keep your equipment operating efficiently and prevent unnecessary breakdowns, if you're looking for a company that is well-trained in indoor air quality to keep your family and employees healthy and happy, if you're looking for a company with integrity, reliability, and great customer service, look no further. TX Racks has you covered. They offer a full range of air conditioning, heating, and refrigeration services using the most up-to-date technology and training with a mobile app to keep you informed about the arrival of your technician and the expert knowledge and experience to evaluate the quality of air you're breathing, along with always providing a live professional to take your call. TX Racks keeps Texas homes and businesses warm in the winter, cool in the summer, and keeps all of us covered with the best warranties in the business. Always on time, always dependable. Call TX Racks for all your cooling, heating, and air quality needs. TX Racks is your go-to in Texas. Always ready to rack up on satisfied customers. Call TX Racks today.